Okay, good morning everybody. First of all, I don't have the papers, I don't know who the sponsor is, I'm sorry, but whoever it was, Shbizaycha to all sorts of Shev Bracha and Hatzlacha. Again, if anyone, I don't know if anyone here was about it, I'm not sure, but Shbizaycha to all Brachas. Okay, the truth is, the fact that I'm actually not mentioning the sponsor's name, partially because I just don't know who it is, I don't have the paper, like I said, it's actually negated to this year. I'm just realizing now, it's Taka, it's Taka Basher. We'll see, we'll see. Okay, so it's like this. We're in uh, Sefer Mitzvahs. We're in Mitzvah Pei Dalet. Mitzvah Pei Dalet is what we're up to. Mitzvah Dalet, and the, uh, the Madras that we have, it's on page Nuntas. Okay, so again, this is just one of the, one of the many examples that we've, we've gone through already through the Sefer Bar Hashem. And we've seen that, you know, there are many mitzvahs so far that we've gone through that on the surface don't seem to be relevant uh, so much with Manazah. They can't be relevant even. But yet, you know, as we try to go from the halacha to the Pneumius, we see that at Mamish, every mitzvah, even if halachically speaking it doesn't seem to be relevant physically, but Lamaisa, the Pneumius, the Avaida Shabbai, is uh, very, very much relevant. So this is going to be one of those examples as well. So Mitzvah Pei Dalet. So a little bit of a background before we even get into it. So this is the mitzvah of Shchut Echutz and Halos Chutz, which basically means the, when a person, let's say, designates a carbon, you know, you, a lamb, a sheep, whatever the case may be, you separate it as a carbon. <coughs> so the loch is you have to bring it to the base of Migdash. So there's a special, there's a mitzvah to bring it to the base of Migdash and not to sacrifice it, to shecht it, or to, sac- or to burn it outside the base of Migdash. That's called shchut echutz, when you shecht a carbon outside the Beis HaMikdash. Shchut echutz, you're shechting it outside. Or halos chutz, or you're burning it, you're uh, putting it on a mezbeach, you build a mezbeach outside the Beis HaMikdash, and you burn on such an altar, that's halos chutz. So that's going to be the mitzvah of today, we'll see. So a little bit of background before we even get inside the Ramah himself. So the Marmukam is that you have, so Marmukam number one is just the Pasuk that this mitzvah is coming from. It's a parsha in Parsha's Re'eh. So Maishu Bina says like this, Says Maishu Bina, you have to be very careful lest you sacrifice your oilis, your carbonus, anywhere that you see. Anywhere that you see, knows you can't. In other words, the, the way Chazal understand that this is a loisase, there's a prohibition, it's a loisase. Whenever the Pasuk says this language of be careful lest you do something, it means a loisase. So there's a negative prohibition, there's an avera of what? Of bringing a carbon outside the Beis HaMikdash. Rather, it should be done in the Beis HaMikdash. Now, by the way, this loisase, this prohibition of bringing a carbon out to the Beis HaMikdash carries with it a very severe punishment. Most loisases, again, if it involves an action like this does, of actually bringing a carbon, so carries with it the punishment of Malkis. We know that this avera of bringing a carbon out to the Beis HaMikdash carries with it the punishment of kare. So it's a very, very severe, severe avera. So that's aloisase. Again, hisham alacha, be careful, there's aloisase, there's an avera of bringing a carbon out to the Beis HaMikdash. And then the passing continues with a positive, with a mitzvah. Sham tala alacha, that over there in the Beis HaMikdash, that's where you should bring your karbanas. V'sham tasa kol over there you should bring your oila, over there you should bring everything that I've commanded you, all the karbanas. So in this Pasuk, you have a say, don't bring a carbon outside the base of Migdash, and you have an assay, bring it in the base of Migdash. So we're right now in the, in the Rambam, we're in the, in the Cheshun of Assays. So we're going to focus on, so the Rambam over here is talking about the second part of the Pasuk, the assay, the assay. So let's just see inside a little bit. We're not going to go through the whole piece, 
because a lot of it is, is based on drushes and it's not so negate uh, to what we are going to talk about, but just the first few lines. Mitzvah pei dalet. Again, the 84th mitzvah of Taryag, he is the following. Shetzivonu lahakriv kola karbonis beis habechir levat. That we were commanded, positive mitzvah, to bring all of one's karbonis in the beis hamikdash alone. Only in the beis hamikdash. For Omri Yisparach, and this is the, the end of the Pasuk we just read, that over there in the Beis HaMikdash, you should bring your oilis, you should bring all the karbanas that I've commanded you. And then again, the Ram goes on to then talk about that besides the assay, there's also a lice assay, and all karbanas are contained in both. There's a lice assay on all karbanas not to bring it out to the Beis HaMikdash, and there's an assay on all karbanas to bring it inside the Beis HaMikdash. That's the, that's the, that's the Ram. Now, here, here's the point. When you read these few lines of the Rambam, okay, so the, the words are, very, are pretty straightforward, that there's a mitzvah to bring, th- this is the mitzvah, paid dalit is what? The 84th mitzvah is to bring karbanas in the base of Megdash. But this is like this. The, the Rambam in a number of other places explains that this is not a regular mitzvah saseh. Notice, the average mitzvah saseh is what? Is that the Torah is telling you to do something positive, and when you do that positive thing, you got to check. That's what a mitzvah saseh is. A loy saseh means... Don't do an Avera. You do an Avera, you get next. That's a saying, life's a saying. The Raman, very, uh, Raman explains in a few places that there is a category that's called a mitzvah, uh, 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 which means a negative that comes from a positive. In other words, that sometimes the Torah really is telling you about an Avera. It's telling you don't do something. It just says it in a roundabout way. It says it in a positive way. It says do this, and the point is not to do that. The point is but don't do the other thing. The, 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 probably one of the most classic examples is probably when the Torah says that if you have a, a mitzri or a, 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 a mitzri and a daimi, someone who converts from, uh, from Mitzrayim or Edoim, so it says, after three generations, you can marry them. After three generations, they can marry within the fold of Klal Yisrael. There's no positive mitzvah of marrying a third-generation mitzri, more than there is a mitzvah to get married in general. There's no mitzvah to go seek out a third-generation mitzri. The Torah says, marry them in th- after three generations. The point is really the inference, meaning, but not before three generations. So the Rambam explains in a few places that this mitzvah is really in that category. This mitzvah is not telling you to go bring it in the Beis HaMikdash, the carbon. It's not the shot that when you bring a carbon in the Beis HaMikdash, you get this check. There's other checks you get, okay? There's, uh, there's other obligations, that, the other mitzvahs that compel a person to bring karbanas. But this mitzvah is not about actually, it's not telling you that the act of bringing a karma based on mikdash is, is the check. The point is, it's a lava bamachlalase. The Torah is saying, bring it in the base on mikdash, meaning, and not outside the base on mikdash. So, really, this mitzvah and the avera, the loisase, that came before it in the Pasuk are kind of one and the same. The loisase is just directly telling you what's the problem. Don't bring a carbon out to the base on mikdash. And then the Pasuk goes on with sort of a roundabout inference, kind of telling you the same thing. Don't bring a carbon out to the base of Migdash. Bring it inside the base of Migdash, meaning and not outside. So it's a lava bamachlala say. That's what the Ramah says in a few places. But here, here's the kasha. Here's the kasha. The kasha is, is that when it comes to the cheshman of Tayag mitzvahs, there's a general rule that Ramam does not count lava bamachlala says in the counting of assays. In the 248 mitzvahs assay, the Rambam writes, uh, we, we see this clearly in a few places, that the Rambam is only willing to list, to, to put in the 248 positive mitzvahs, is what? Is a bona fide positive mitzvah, where the Torah is telling you to do something positive. But if the Torah is telling you something, and really what it's trying to tell you is not to do X, that, then the Rambam says that's not one of the, that's not one of the 248 positive. 
Now, it's not a negative either because it's not saying it in a negative way. It's a no man's land. It just doesn't go in the, in the, in the, in the counting of Taryag. What, the reason for that, by the way, it's interesting. The Rambam, it, it's, there's, an, there's an Agadita that the Rambam takes very seriously. The, the, there's a Medrash that says the reason why we have 248 mitzvahs is corresponding to 248 limbs of the body. And the Medrash says, and it's as if every body part is telling you to do something. Like your arm is telling you give tzedakah, your, your foot's telling you uh, another mitzvah. So the Rambam said, therefore, anything that's going to be in 248 has to be something positive. It has to be a check, something that you're, that you're actively supposed to do, not just like, I'm, t- I'm, I'm saying it in this language really to tell you not to do something else. Lava ba mechlal says are not counted in essays. That's the klal. So the, the question is, huh? How about tzitzis? Tzitzis is an actual essay. You might not be always obligated to go out of your way to put them on, but that's called an essay under the right circumstances. From this? Huh? How different is it from <clears throat> No, because when you're in the four, when you're wearing four corners, now you have an absolute obligation to have that check. You don't have to put yourself in that situation, that's true. But when you put yourself in that situation, then that's considered a positive. This is something else. This is, the Torah is saying it in a positive way, but it, has, it does not mean anything positive at all. It's, it's just lie. trying to tell, it's really a love. it's really a lois essay. It's just saying, it's basically saying, don't bring a carbon out to the base of Migdash indirectly. It's, it's not saying it directly, it's saying it indirectly. Does the Rambam count the Lotase or in his Lotase? So he counts the Lotase in the, uh, in the Cheshvan of Lotase. Yeah, yeah, that he does. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah, probably. So, so here's the kasha. The kasha is obvious. So if the Rambam holds that Lava Bamechlal say is not counted in, in the Cheshvan of 248, so why is this counted? Why is this counted? Okay, so what we're going to see now for the next couple minutes is that although this is, it, it is true, it's a lava b'machlala say, the point of the, of the Pasuk is not to tell you to bring it in the Beis HaMikdash, it's really to tell you not to bring it outside the Beis HaMikdash, but it's revolving around a check, it's revolving around something positive. I'll explain what I mean. Now let's, let's investigate a little bit, we did this last week with the previous mitzvah, to compare and contrast the lois essay versus the essay, Right? Again, however you want to qualify that say, again, that say, you want to call it a lava b'machlal say, we have a lois essay telling you clearly don't bring something out to the base of Megdash. And now you have an essay also bring it inside the base of Megdash and not outside the base of Megdash, right? But let's compare and contrast them. Are they really saying the same idea or not? So it's like this. It's clear from the, well, I'll, I'll show you a few gemaras to prove this point, is that the nature of the lois essay versus the essay are fundamentally different. How so? The lois essay, which is, again, the Torah said, do not bring carbonus out to the base of English. That is very, very simple. That's your standard avera, which is that there's something terrible. The act of bringing a carbon out to the base of English, that's an X. That's terrible, 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 terrible. Don't do that. It's a lois essay. The assay, however, although the assay is also saying to you practically the same thing, don't bring a carbon out to the base of English, but the idea behind that assay is that the Torah is telling you, the, the Torah is stressing to you, I want you to be Mekayim, your obligation of bringing it inside the base of English. It's as if, it's as if there's, we, we know, listen, we know that when a person designates a carbon, they're Mekhuyiv to bring in the base of English. They have a, there, we have other mitzvahs, like I said, there's other mitzvahs telling you that you have to bring carbonus into, inside the base of English. What's the point of this assay? The point of this assay is what? is to tell you not to bring it, don't bring a carbon out to the base of English. Why? 
The Lois essay is saying because there's a terrible, it's, 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 it's an X. There's a terrible Avera being done if you bring it outside. The Assey is telling you, don't bring it outside the Beis HaMikdash because by doing so, you're neglecting your mitzvah of bringing it inside the Beis HaMikdash. See, put it this way, when a person, uh, when a person uh, you know, has an opportunity to do a mitzvah and they don't, so they did something wrong, right? They did something wrong because they had the opportunity to do something good. When a person, therefore, when a person brings a carbon out to the base of Megdash, two things are happening. Number one, they're doing something terrible. They're actively doing an Avera, and that's the Lysa say. But on the other hand, what they're also doing is ne- actively neglecting to do a mitzvah, right? Because there, was a, there could have been a mitzvah being done of bringing it inside the base of Megdash, and now by you bringing it out to the base of Megdash, you actively messed that over. You actively destroyed the opportunity to bring the mitzvah. So this is the fundamental difference. The say is what? Is, te- is, is focused just in that act itself. Bringing it, a carbon out of the base of Megdash, that's an Avera. That's terrible. The say is what? The say is, of course it's terrible to bring it out of the base of Megdash, but besides the fact that it's terrible by itself in a vacuum. It's also bad. Why? Because by doing so, you're now not doing the positive thing that you could have done, which is bring it inside the base of Megdash. So a guy comes, uh, you know, Sukkot morning or something, and he, you know, he has a little Vanessa in front of him, and instead of picking up and shaking it, he throws it in the garbage. So he did something wrong, because he had the opportunity to do a mitzvah, and, he, and he, actively, he actively destroyed it. By you bringing a carbon out to the base of Migdash, you're, number one, doing something inherently bad, that's Aleph, and Bayes, you're also, you're also l- l- actively uh, stopping yourself from having the opportunity to do something positive. So that's what the essay is versus the essay, and they're fundamentally different. Now I'll show you some examples of cases where you'll have one without the other, just to bring out the point, and it'll become clear. So if you take a look at Maramukah um, number two, there's a Gemara in Zvachim. Now let me, let me I'll give a little bit of background uh, as we see this Gemara, it's very simple. The halach is like this. Th- this whole discussion that we're having of bringing Karbanas outside of Beis HaMegdash versus inside, it goes without saying that we're dealing with a carbon that is theoretically kosher, right? I mean, if I have, if I have, a, if I have a, a carbon, right, and uh, it's, it's somehow, it becomes possible, it has a mum, something happens to it. Well, then, there's no mitzvah, there's clearly, definitely no mitzvah to bring it in the Beis HaMikdash, and there's no violation of bringing it outside the Beis HaMikdash. The only, this entire halacha of asay, say you name it, the entire halacha of shchutechotz, halachotz, of bringing carbonus outside the Beis HaMikdash, is assuming it's a carbon. No, if it's not a carbon, then it's not under this discussion. So usually we tend to think of it as, as black and white. Either something's a carbon, and, and, and it should be brought properly, or it's puzzle, and it's uh, just a piece of meat. But what's interesting is, is that in, in Zvachim, in Hilchus Karbanis, we do find that there's an in-between. There are situations, I'm not going to go through the details of this, but there are situations where certain types of problems that occur by a carbon would make it that you're not supposed to sacrifice it, because it's not... It's not it's not good enough, but if you do, you're Yaitzeh. If you do, it's considered to have been sacrificed, it's not a problem. The way this is described in the Gemara is Im alu If you did bring it onto the Mizbeach, don't take it down. You're not supposed to put it on the Mizbeach, but if you did, you don't have to like quickly take it down, it's okay. So here's the discussion. Let's say I have a carbon of that category. So what does that mean? If I'm in that category, it means that I have no positive mitzvah to bring it in the base of Megdash. I'm not supposed to, really. It's, 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 it's a shtickle puzzle. I'm not supposed to. But if I do, I don't have to, you know, if I did bring it as a carbon, it technically is a carbon. So what if I take that animal and I sacrifice it outside the base of Megdash? 
Is there a lice essay? Is there a say? Which one? So let's think about it. The lice essay, what's the lice essay? The lice essay is focused just in a vacuum. Is this a carbon? Technically, yes. Are you sacrificing the outside base of English? Yes, you are. Lice essay. That's an X. The lice essay means any time you have a shidduch between a carbon and outside the base of English, X. So that's what I have over here. I have a carbon. It's not a piece of meat. It is a carbon, technically. Right? And if I bring it out to the base of English, that's an X. But is there an assay? Well, what's the assay? Again, what's the assay? The assay is not an X outside the base of English. The assay is by bringing it out to the base of Megdash, you are actively ruining your opportunity to be Makai of the mitzvah of bringing it in the base of Megdash. Well, this animal does not have that mitzvah of bringing it in the base of Megdash because it's a shtickle puzzle. So when you have an animal, this is the example, you have a carbon where what? It's a carbon, but there is no mitzvah of actually bringing it in the base of Megdash. So now you have a funny scenario. If there is no positive of bringing it in the base of Megdash, but it is technically a carbon. So such a thing, if you bring it out to the base of Megdash, it'll have an X of the lice assay, but the assay it won't be. Because again, what's the assay? The assay is not X outside the base of Megdash. The assay is you're, 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 you're ruining your opportunity of being a check in the base of Megdash. But in this animal, there is no check in the base of Megdash because it's a shtickle puzzle. Follow? So let's see inside the Gemara in Zvach number two. It's a Gemara in Kuftes Amid Aleph. The Gemara says like this. Echad kachim k'sherim, ve'echad kachim psulam, shayi psulam b'kaidesh. If a person has a, a kosher carbon, right, or a carbon that's a shtickle puzzle, a shtickle puzzle, meaning in other words, it's, it's, it, it, has, it has a level of psul where there is no positive mitzvah to bring it in the Beis HaMikdash. You, you're not supposed to even. But if you did, it's, it technically works. So that's that, that middle zone. So you definitely not, again, there is no mitzvah to bring it. The question is, if I bring it out to the base of Mikdash, how, what did I violate? So it says the Gemara. So, it, so yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. So I bring in this carbon, and I use the carbon. No. Okay, so but the carbon it's itself is, is, is kosher. In other words, like, I don't have to quickly go and take it off the Mizbeach. That's, that's the point. It's not, it's not, it, it, you're not yoyed to the carbon, but you don't have to take it down. Exactly. Let's, say, let's, let's put it this way. If I'm in the base of and I just like, you know, it's a fire going, why not? I have, uh, happens to be, I have a steak in my pocket that I wanted to have uh, for dinner. So I have a fire over there, let me, let me go and, and, and cook my meal. You're not allowed to do such a thing. Right? If the kahana would see you do such a thing, they have to go and take it off. You, you cannot have non-carbonus on the mezbeach. So this is an animal which is a, it's not, it's not a, it's a carbon. It's, but it's, but it's puzzle enough to the degree that you're not obligated or even supposed to put it on. You're not fulfilling, you're not even supposed to really, you're not even supposed to. So that, that's the gray area where again, it's a carbon, but there is no mitzvah to bring it inside. So that's the discussion, that's gonna be the difference. So the Gemara says, if you bring such a carbon out to the base of Megdash, you're chayiv, the lois essay, you get the lois essay. Rashi says, since theoretically, if you brought it in the base of Megdash, you would not be obligated to take it off the Mizbech. In other words, it is a carbon. That's called a carbon. That's called a, uh, a, a, a that's kosher enough. And you're obligated, the say, if by bringing it outside. But again, that's the say and not the say. Another example. So, so far we had one example where what? You have a carbon, but there is no mitzvah to bring it inside. So such a carbon, there will be an X to bring it outside, but no assay. Right, you follow? No, I'll say. Now we'll give another, the, the opposite case. We know that, uh, historically speaking, once Yerushalayim, once the base of Megdash was built in Yerushalayim, then you can't bring Karbanas anywhere outside. 
But there were times in Jewish history where this halacha, this entire halacha of bringing korbanos outside the base of Migdash didn't exist. Before the base of Migdash, right? There was such a thing. So, and even, even before the base of Migdash, when there was a Mishkan, so you had to bring it in the Mishkan. When the Mishkan was dismantled, you could bring it anywhere. It kept on fluctuating back and forth, depending on, uh, on the situation. So Gemara says the following scenario, Marmokka number three, another Gemara in Zvachim, the following scenario. Let's say a person has a, uh, a cow, and they designate the cow to be a carbon, and when they designated the cow as a carbon, it was at a time when you were not allowed to bring carbonus outside the Mishkan. So let's say I'm designating a carbon, and right now the Mishkan is up. Right now the Mishkan is up. So right now when I designate the carbon, where am I supposed to bring this carbon? In the Mishkan, and not anywhere else. But now let's say this, the time when I actually want to bring the carbon, it's already at a point where the Mishkan is down. And now theoretically, I could do it anywhere. So when I, am, am I allowed to bring it outside the, outside the Mishkan? Now there is no Mishkan. Am I allowed to do that? Or do I have to wait till the Mishkan is back up and bring it specifically there? So the Gemara says, we'll see in a second, the Gemara says that this is the difference between also the Lois Essay and the Essay. When you focus in on the Lois Essay, the Lois Essay again, which is the X, outside the base of Megdash is X. Well, that is, that, the Lois Essay is, is focused exclusively on when you're bringing the carbon. So right now, today, I want to bring this, car, this cow as a carbon. Well, today, is there an X by bringing this carbon outside the Mishkan? The answer is no, because there is no Mishkan. Everything's open. It's no problem. But when it comes to the assay, what's the nature of the assay? As we said, the nature of the assay is don't bring it outside the Mishkan. Why? Because you have the opportunity to be makayim, a positive thing by bringing it in the Mishkan. Well, says the Gemara, therefore, that depends on when I designated the carbon. When I designated this carbon, it was chal, it, 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 you know, the, the definition of this carbon, it was, it was chal on me at that moment, that what the opportunity of Mekayim emits, which is to bring it inside the Beis HaMikdash. So even if later on the Beis HaMikdash is no longer here, right, and theoretically, uh, you know, I could bring carbonus now outside, but if at the time when I separated the carbon, it was already given the opportunity to be Mekayim mitzvah with it, then, then, then the Asay always says, and don't mess up that opportunity. So it's light. So this is, the, this is the difference. Again, so this is the difference between the assay and the loisa assay. Again, just to, to, to sum it up, the loisa assay, again, as I'm saying, is focused on, it, it's an X by itself. It has nothing to do with what's going on inside the base of Migdash. Bringing a carbon outside the base of Migdash, it's a terrible Aveira. That's the loisa assay. The assay, the pshat is, even though, again, the Pasuk is saying, bring it inside, and what I mean is not outside, but what's wrong with bringing it outside? From the assay's perspective, the problem with bringing it outside is because you're mis- you're, 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 you're stopping yourself from the opportunity from being kind of a positive thing of bringing it inside. That's the idea. So let's go back to the question we started with. The Ramam, generally speaking, whenever you're dealing with a lava ba say, the Torah says something positive, but the real intention is the negative inference, right? The Ramam, generally speaking, does not count it in the category of positive mitzvahs. But this one he does. Well, the answer is, this mitzvah is fundamentally, it, even though it's a lava b'machlala say, but it's a funny one. Because it's a lava b'machlala say, but, the, but, but, it's, it's, but it's trying to get you to do something positive. In other words, when it comes to, the Torah says, uh, marry a mitzri after three generations. There's nothing positive about that. It's simply saying one thing. There's an X with marrying a mitzri before three generations. And instead of saying it to you directly, it's telling you in a roundabout way. But when it comes to over here, the Torah is, even though when the Torah is saying it in a roundabout way, what it's trying to convey is that what? Is that there's something positive of bringing it in the Beis HaMikdash. 
And the and and what's wrong about bringing it out to the base of Mikdash is that you're you're stopping yourself from the opportunity from doing something positive. So because of this, therefore, it can be counted in the list of two forty eight because it's it's trying to convey it's it's the the. The problem of bringing a carbon out to the base Hamikdash from the Asay's perspective is because you're stopping yourself from having the opportunity to do something positive. So it's revolving on something positive, not something negative. This is an akuda. Yeah. No why is it that there is a why is it that there's a love of Abba Pamaset and Asay, and you also have the, you also have a love just stop you have the spiritual love and then you mm-hmm. have a love of Abba mm-hmm. Pamaset. Why, why do you need to have both? And so the, the the need of having both would be these types of types of cases. Flamashal, again, uh, you, you need the Lysa say, you know, for example, um, in, uh, in what you call it in the first case, where let's say the carbon is aluv lo yerdu. So that middle, middle situation of where there is nothing positive of bringing it inside, right? So that say wouldn't, wouldn't, ha- wouldn't, have a, wouldn't have an issue. But then you need the Lysa say to say, no, no, but there's nothing inherently negative about bringing it outside. And the opposite is also true. If you have a case of where it was designated at a time, of where there was a, 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 a mitzvah bringing it inside, but that by the time you actually sacrifice it, everything's open, there is no inside or outside, so then you'll have the assay kick in and not the lois assay. So you have situations, that's the point, you'll have situations where you'll have an assay and a lois assay. No, you couldn't get there from one love because the love would just be something bad. But you, need, you need these other situations to prove, right, you need, you need the assay to tell you that although you're doing something bad, you're also missing an opportunity to do something good. That's an akuda. When a person, when a person has the opportunity to do a mitzvah and they don't, you're not just doing something bad. You're, you're missing an opportunity to do something good. That itself is significant. Okay, fine. Now let's, let's move on for just a few more minutes into machshav, into panemius. What's the avayda that a person learns from this idea? You know, it's interesting. The, lo- the language of Chazal, when they describe this mitzvah or this license, the other thing we're talking about, the negative, the X of bringing a carbon outside, or the lost opportunity of bringing it outside because now you can't bring it inside. That's saying the Lysas say. The language of Chazal is Shchutei Chutz. Halos Chutz. Outside. Shchutei Finim. Halos Finim. Inside. Inside versus outside. It's a funny description. Like, why would Chazal use such a Lashen? Right? Okay. You, you, it's, 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 I understand it's outside the base of Megdash. Inside the base of Megdash. But that, you could have said, you know, uh, you know the, the language of shchutei chutz sounds like there's something about, about this, this inyan, which is very much negeya to privacy versus openness. That's what it means. It's, as, it's almost as if it, the Chazal in the Torah is describing that a carbon is supposed to be brought in a private place. Now, it's funny, because the base of Megdash... It's, it's, it's open to the public. Anyone, you, know, you can go there, and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of tumult going on. But this idea that the Torah is describing, a Chazal describing, that a carbon has to be brought b'thinim, inside, as opposed to b'chutz, outside. What it's telling us is, is that there's something about karbanis which needs, which, which ha- the reason why it should be brought in the base of Megdash is because of the tznias factor, because of some modesty issue. And when you're bringing it out to the Beis HaMikdash, what's so terrible about it is that it's being done in the open. There's a lack of tznias regarding it. The truth is, even in the Pasuk itself, if you go back to the first Marmukam, the, the, the Pasuk that we started with, the Leisase, for example, it said, Be careful lest you bring your karbanas. Anywhere that you see. That you see. Anyway, it could have just said, it said, don't bring your karbanis anywhere except for the base of Megdash. It doesn't say that. It says, don't bring your karbanis anywhere that you can see except for the base of Megdash. 
the Torah is hinting to us that the real issue over here is not that outside the base of Migdash it's, it, it's evil. We're talking about Eretz Yisrael, right? No, let's put it this way. Let's imagine to ourselves. So you have a base of Migdash, right? Let's say you have a Yid. He's like a Kevarachal, you know, he's a Mars Machpel. He's a, he's, he's a Tzvatniker, you know? And to him, like, Tzvat is like Kaddish HaKadshim. And it is. Tzvat is, is Mamsh Kaddish HaKadshim. So he says to himself, you know what? The base of Migdash is such a tumult. It's such a, it's such a trip. I want to bring my carbon right next to the Tzian of the Ariyah Kaddish. That's where I want to be Makrovit. The Torah says, Mamish Chiv Karis. Why? Because the Tzian of the Ariyah Kaddish is a, is a place that's Tomei. It's a place of evil. Chas v'shal. It's talking about the, it's Kaddish HaKadshim. So what's the problem? What's the problem? Well, the problem is that the Torah is saying is, the Indian of the Beis HaMikdash is that it's a place of modesty. It's a place that's enclosed. It's a place of, of secret. It's a place that's, that's unknown. Anywhere outside the Beis HaMikdash, it's not the shot that in those places it's unholy. It doesn't have to be unholy. But anywhere outside the Beis HaMikdash, it's a chesarn of tzniyas. It's too open. It's too visible. It has to be, carbonists have to be brought in the place of tzniyas. Now, why is that? Now, the truth is, if you think about it, this Indian of Tzniyas, I mean, we usually associate it with women, you know, in terms of, like, you know, you know sleeves and whatever. But the, the Avoida, the Indian of Tzniyas, I've, I've mentioned this uh, times also in, in previous uh, shirim and so on, we find that Tzniyas is considered to be not just a, a, a nice midah for men and women, but Tzniyas is considered to be one of the Iker ways of Avodah Hashem. It says in Pasuk, Hatznei Lechas Melakecha. That one of the most fundamental qualities a person has to have in Avodah Hashem is modesty. Now, what does modesty mean? Modesty means that you don't uh, that you don't dress immodest. That's that's part of it. That's certainly part of it. But it means a certain mindset. It means a certain inwardness, a certain pinimius kind, a certain pinimius kind. Now, let me let me let me try to explain what I mean. In the fifth Marmokim, this is uh, from the Bihar Grah in Safra Tzneisa. In the Zayar Kaddish, that we Zayar is called the Zayar. But within the, 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 the volumes of the Zayar, there's many different subsections. There's Tikkuni Zayar, there's Zayar Chadash, there's uh, Ijer Rabbi, Ijer Zuta, there's all different subcategories, different like mini Mesechtas within, within the Zayar. There's one particular, very short, it's not long at all, it's five prakim, and it's called Safra Tzniyas, the Book of Tzniyas, the Book of Modesty. What's fascinating, what's amazing about this, these five prakim, Safra Tzniyas, is that the Groh wrote a, a Pirish on it, and the Groh writes, that Safra Tznesa was the root of all of Pinimia Satar, all of Kabbalah that Rabbi Shemar came and expanded in the Rizal, the Rashash, all the Mukhammad, Bashem, the Gra himself, the Ramchal. When you condense it all into its most you know, basic, most uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, concentrated essence, Safra Tznesa. And the Gros says, in fact, Safra Tznesa, these five Prakim from the Zion called Safra Tznesa, are the oldest traditions we have in Kabbalah. These were the five prakim that were passed down from Moshe Rabbeinu, Rebbe to Talmud, Rebbe to Talmud, and they would use that, every, every chaver that were learning Kabbalah, they would use those five prakim as the platform to discuss and to develop. And from there, the entire Zerah developed, from there the Kisyari, but it all started from the Safran Tzneis. And the Goyen writes, and it's interesting, says the Goyen, and those five prakim, which is like the Tamsis, it's the essence of all Pneumius, of all of deep Avodah Hashem and deep Yiddishkeit, it's called what? Safra the Tzneisa, the Book of Modesty. Why is it called that? So simply you would say it's called the Book of Modesty because it's, it should be kept private. It's not something for public uh, discussion. There's halachas about teaching Kabbalah. You're not supposed to teach Kabbalah in, pu- in public, whatever, there's certain, certain halachas. But the Goyen, as we'll see in a second, the Goyen says, but it's, it's deeper than that. It's not, the Goyen says that can't be the reason why it's called that. Well, you, the title, when you give a title to something, you're trying to describe what it is. 
You're not trying to, the title shouldn't be what you're not supposed to do with it, right? So the title of the book is, Don't Throw This Out. That, that's the title of the book. That's, tell me what the book is. So the guy says, you're calling it Safadetz Why? Because you're not supposed to teach it publicly. That's, that's not a good title. That's telling you what I'm supposed to do with the book, what I'm not supposed to do with the book. Tell me what, the title should tell you what it is. Says the guy, it is telling you what it is. Safadetz means, what it's telling you is, what is Pnei Satira? What is Pnei Satira? What Pneumus is and what Yiddishkeit is, is trying to give a Jew the ability to experience that which is modest, that which is concealed, that which is unknown. Like what's told about on Shabbos, the Rabbanu is unknown. The Rabbanu is unknown. And the, the, the point of Yiddishkeit, the objective of Yiddishkeit, and specifically Pneumus Satira, is to give you access to that unknowable God. Not to make him absolutely known, but that you should have a shaykhis to the unknown. To keep it mysterious. We want to be mysterious. That's what keeps it divine. Once the Rabbani Shalom becomes completely understood, it's no longer divine, then already he's, uh, he's in a box. The, uh, the concept is, is that, you want to, that you want to have shaykhis to the unknowable God. That's what Pneum Satara is about. Safr Ditsneisa. It's the book. A book means I'm giving you access to something. What am I giving you access to? Ditsneisa, to that which is unknown, that which is modest. Therefore, all of Yiddishkeit has to be in a way of modesty. Why is modesty so important? The reason why modesty is important is because that's the, the, that's the environment in which the unknown can be experienced. When a person dresses modest, when a person speaks modesty, when a person thinks modest, when a person goes about in a, in, a, in a humble and modest way, I'm talking about for guys, walking around in a modest way, what you're saying is, is that there's more to me than just what's out in the open. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, keeping it, I'm keeping who I am hidden. That's what modesty means. And so it's in that environment that you could have a real connection to, to Yiddishkeit and to Rabbanishim in such a way as well. Because Rabbanishim, Rabbanishim does, it's not just showing you all of his cards. Rabbanishim is saying, like, I, I want you to connect to me in a way that I remain hidden, that you're hidden. It should be tzniyastik. It should be deep and real and meaningful and spiritual and divine. And so that's the type of Yiddishkeit that one has to have in order to cultivate that, that, that experience. A tzniyastik of Yiddishkeit. A tznuim chachma. This is why karbonus, which is the which karbonus means dveikus. Karbonus means the deepest attachment, attachment between us and the rabbanu shalom is through karbonus. Karbonus, the gemara says, was was not just a, a, a spiritual thing. It was much physical. It was much physical. The whole everything about you became attached to the rabbanu shalom through karbonus. So karbonus have to be done bitsnias, because if a, if a carbon is brought bachutz, if a carbon is brought b'kol makam just in a very chitzonius, in a very out, outward type of way, then you're missing the point of Zvekas. Again, Karbanis means attachment. Karbanis was a vehicle to attach yourself to the Rabbanu Shalom. But what, who is the Rabbanu Shalom? The Rabbanu Shalom is unknown. The Rabbanu Shalom is modest. The Rabbanu Shalom is something that you can't put your finger on. And that's the type of God that you want to connect to with Karbanis. And so Davka, the Karbanis therefore have to be in its sneistic way. If Karbanis are done in a chitzonius, in, in, in an exposed, like very superficial this is what it is, there's, no, there's nothing mysterious about it, then the God that it's connecting you to is also not mysterious, and that's not God. So to connect you to the Rabbani Shloilam as He is, not as you interpret Him, but as how He is, which is mysterious and unknowable and divine, so it has to be done in its neistic way. Let's take a look just for a few lines in the Gain. The Gain writes again in the Bir L'Safrit Sneisa, V'zeot Safrit Sneisa, this is the meaning of the term, of that, the, the book of modesty. Because what it's trying to say is that that's the point. It's trying to give you over a secret. And that's what it means. It's trying to, that's why it's called sight. 
Why is it called sight? Because it's hard to understand. So for a little kid, Yuvamis is sight. So what makes something sight? The definition of sight is that what I'm trying, it's not that it's hard. It's not that it's hard. You can have brilliant people, it's not hard. The reason why it's called sight is because what it's trying to give over to you is a mystery. Be'etzem. It's trying to give you an experience that you can't explain yourself. That's what it means, Safran is saying. Therefore, Therefore, real Yiddishkeit, real Chachma, real Pnimis cannot be given over unless the person is modest. If the person is completely superficial and, 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 and lives a superficial life, they're not going to really get it. They're not going to really get it. Like the Gemara says, that real, real sight can only be given over to someone who's modest. That's the round, that, that's the going goes on. Different, different member comes for this idea. The going writes the last line. And the main purpose of this wisdom, which is real sight, real panemius, real avoida, is lahatsnia is to keep it modest. Like, that's the idea. It's not like, like we're keeping it, uh, you know, under the vest to make sure other people, like, don't misinterpret it. No, no, no. That, that's what it, it, what it is, is an under-the-vest experience. That's what it is. That's what it has to be. This is why, by the way, just to end with this, the, we know that the, the, the guy in himself was a, a huge makoba. There's no question about it. We have more Kabbalah from the guy than we have from Nigla. And his Talmidim, that first generation, they were all Mekubal, Mechayvelajner, Mendel from Shkola, they're all Mekubal. The next generation, for the most part, as well. But ever, after that, the Kabbalah of the Gain became very hidden. In Velazhin, for example, it was, you, you had, you know, there was a special Chabura of Talmidim in Velazhin that learned Kabbalah with the Nitziv and with the, the different Rosh Hashivas, but it was Mamish kept under wraps, not everyone, only the people that were allowed into that Chabura knew about it. It was Mamish. So by the Gain, it was like an Indian of keeping it very, very secretive. To the point of where, unfortunately, generations has passed and people that grew up in, in you know, yeshivas that come from the Gain, myself included, are pushed, were very, many of them are not even aware that the Gain was, was involved in this stuff. And when they think of Gain versus Baal Shanta, they see that like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Baal Shanta was into Kabbalah and the Gain wasn't. So, but, but this Indian of the Gain keeping things very private and hidden, we, on, on, a, on a superficial level, we think of that as, as, the, as like, okay, so that means that he wasn't teaching Kabbalah. It means he wasn't spreading the light of Panemius, right? He wasn't a first, he, he was keeping it private. But the oymic of it is not like that at all. The oymic of it is that that's, that that's a major contribution in spreading Panemius, is to keep it private. You need to have tzaddikim that keep it private in order that it, sh- that it should retain its identity as Panemius. You understand? The Goin and the Baal Shem, for, in, in this way, let's give an example like this. The Goin and Baal Shem were partners in spreading Pneumius. The Baal Shem was spreading it in a much open way, Mamish, literally teaching the Hamoinam concepts that are coming from Pneumius Satyra. And the Goin was ensuring that, 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 that it should retain its identity as side by keeping it a secret. And both of them together, different, again, different Talmud and different Bhatti Medjish, but in the, in the larger picture of things, in, in Shemaim and so on, they're both working on the same Indian which is the, the safra, safra, that it should be a book that's open, that people should experience. Ditsneisa, a book that you're experiencing something which is modest. And that's what these tzaddikim, every tzaddik has this different way. Some tzaddikim will be focused on the safra part, and some tzaddikim will be focused on the tzniisa part. But they're both coming together to give over something which is the unknown, the unknown. And it has to remain unknown in order for a person to experience that which is unknown. So that's the, that's the that's what karbonas are. Karbonas were, were mamish, that Indian of, of Dvekas to the Rabbanishon, but Dvekas to the unknown. And therefore it had to be in a way of Tznias. 
So that's going back to what we were saying before with the idea of, of shchut echutz and alas chutz. That there's something terrible about about bringing a carbon on the outside, because it's 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 there's something terrible. There's an X, and there's also like a lost opportunity of what could have been if you brought it on the inside, because that's what it is. When a person is living a superficial life, there's two there's two problems. First of all, stam like. A person living superficially is never going to be happy. He's always going to be looking around the corner. What's that guy have? What does this guy have? How is he thinking about me? Let me check my, the status of this guy in WhatsApp. He looks like he's having fun time, and I'm sitting here just looking at statuses in WhatsApp. You know? This guy has a million friends on Facebook, and I don't have any friends. A chitzani stick of life is an X. You understand? It's an X. Be'etzim, it's an X. But what's, what's, more, what's even more tragic sometimes is what could have been if you were living a primi stick of life. If you were living pneumistic, the person was in the base of English, what type of light, what type of tzvekas, what type of serenity, what type of experience you would have? Forgetting just that you, that you wouldn't be miserable. Life itself would open, this is shchutechutz. There's a loisa say, there's something negative about being chitzayni, and be'etzen, and there's also like the lost opportunity of what could have been if you're pneumian. So Hashem Shalom, we should talk to become yidin pneumian, and we should be zeichet to 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 safed tzneis and in the revealed way with the Baal Shem and the Gra will come together, and they'll both uh, dance hakafes with the Zara Kaddish with the Shimon. And that's exactly why we don't know who the sponsor is. At least I don't know because it's pneumistic. Mamish a pneumistic.